Welcome to Bat Yard's Finest, bringing you the finest of Batman, Superman, and more to pop culture. I am Josh, as always, from Bat Yard Productions, and here we have two uh, co-hosts with me uh, today. This is our second time with all three of us, with the fantastic trio. Um, I guess we'll go in order. Uh, you, sir, right next to me, <laughs> you want to introduce yourself? <laughs> My name's Connor. Flattered to be here, guys. And I'm Matt, and you guys keep seeing me every time we're on. Yeah. You can't get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's going to be a long time coming. Um, <laughs> so today, we are discussing two properties. Um, I think before we get into that, is there anything we'd like to announce or discuss, BSBS kind of stuff, uh, before we get into it? I have a few things, but I'll let you guys chime in first if you got anything. Anyone oh. see the trailer for Disney's Harley Quinn? I mean, Cruella. Disney, sorry. Disney, that was Disney, Disney but... Yeah, sorry, I'm sorry. Disney. I'm sorry. I'm very confused. Okay, no, I know what you're talking about. I haven't seen the trailer, um, but I, I can understand like a, the confusion because I've been seeing like fan arts uh, taking yeah. Emma Stone's face and turning her into Harley Quinn for some reason. <laughs> um, I haven't seen the trailer. I don't that's know what it looks like. I mean, I what guess they, um, they edit it, they Photoshop it enough where it looks like Harley Quinn. Uh, but I can't say anything about the trailer. Is it like a sequel? Not a sequel. No, it's a prequel. It's an origin story. Yeah, an origin so story for Cruella Deville. So, oh god, yeah. I was so curious why about he wants to kill dogs. Why she? Yes, wants I know, her. right? Like, so that's really be a tough one to come over to. Got it. Yeah, I was so, I was curious about that. Um. <laughs> You oh yeah, there's gonna be a lot of hate in that movie. That movie, right? Yeah, I was very curious about that because I was like, why don't they pick like a really old, decrepit actress or actor, you know, to portray Cruella Deville? But if it's a prequel, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. But like, it's a young. You know, I, I want I want Cruella to look like a freaking witch. You know, I don't want her to look <laughs> like Emma Stone. I want her to look really decrepit and just ugly and terrible. Yeah, I know. She's, you don't want to like her. You don't want to yeah, sympathize exactly. with like the yeah, millionaire fashion mogul who wants to start a new line by butchering puppies. Yeah, it's that's what that like, movie was about. Well, you know, they have the best kind of fur, man. They're soft. Like, uh, <laughs> it's so soft. It seems like you it's going to be like Maleficent, where it's going to be like a sympathetic villain, you know, which is fine, you know, but. I don't know. Do I have a different character? Cruella's you know? iconic and all, but she's not exactly like a low key kind of character that you can like. No. Oh well, he'll come around. You know. Oh yeah, very. She's very over the top. She is. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. I. Whatever. I don't really care. It's fine. Yeah. I, I still need to. I really just wanted to make the Harley Quinn joke first. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, you, oh, you made it, so I, I was confused for a second, so I, I applaud you. <laughs> yeah. Um, what I was I going to say? <laughs> There's one thing, um, Batman Superman-related news. Um, they're coming out with a comic book series um, with a reamp of Batman 1989 uh, with Michael Keaton's Batman, kind of continuing that timeline, and okay. uh, also with Christopher Reeves' um, 78 Superman. So they're mm. continuing that like timeline too. So I guess yeah, I'll be excited cool. about that. Yeah, that, I'm actually really excited for that. I do want to, I am very curious for that because I, that's always like something I wanted to see in the comic books, but they mm. never really done. So um, mm. I'd be very uh, 
curious how they how they continue that. I hope they dive more into like the rogues and stuff. But I, with the Michael Keaton one, I hope they ignore the Val Kilmer stuff. You know all that. <laughs> And like actually show nope they're not um, not batman forever yeah yeah the worst batman about that like i I hope they like continue the harley not harley harvey um dead storyline with uh what's his name billy d williams billy d williams yes with lando calrissian i hope they continue that um other than that there's not really much uh, um else i want to say i'm just you know pretty hyped to read it um Wait, go ahead, Matt. Well, have you seen the what's it call it? The new trailer for the Justice League movie? Oh yeah, the final trailer oh, for the Snyder oh, Cut. Oh, forgot about that. Oh yeah, go yes. ahead, take it away. New Matt. trailer for an old movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, the Joker's in it. The Joker's in it. I have a dream, Batman, or whatever he said. Yeah, it's it's like he's in his. The dream sequence that's set up in Batman versus Superman, and you see Jared Leto's Leto's Joker, everyone's mm-hmm. favorite Joker, um, in the trailer, you know, and that got me super hyped. You know, I was like, "Yeah, Jared Leto, my favorite." <laughs> no, I'm not excited to see him at all coming back to be the Joker, but everyone's like still saying. We should give him a try again because his all of his yeah. shots were all kicked out yeah. of the last movie. But like a lot of the shots yeah. that they used look like they're the main source for him to be in the movie. So he sucked in them. So why do I actually care about the other ones that got cut? No, exactly. Yeah. His time is past and when his time was here, we were already sour on it. It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work. Stop trying to make that happen. Yeah. Well, I, Wait, go ahead. Well, I watched like a breakdown video of the trailer, and the guy that was breaking down said, "Can you listen to his voice?" And like, and when he played the audio, it sounds like he's like having troubles, like tr- talking, like he has a wisp. Jared, and it sounds yeah. like he's yeah, and he's missing because he has a metal grill for teeth because he goes oh, on like Batman broke right. his teeth. Can't fucking talk with it. No, no, he's saying that he may have lost his fucking teeth again. So he can't fucking pronounce words when he talks with his teeth. What? Um, that's an interesting yeah. theory. I have to listen to it again. I only seen it like one because time. Because he's not like he supposedly this is in like five years into the future that like that uh, dream sequence. Oh, uh, like, like you mean in the movie he got well, he lost yes. his teeth. I like Jared Leto. No, 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 no. He's got money to buy new fucking. Teeth. <laughs> and it, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say this is a theater <laughs> camp. You have prop people, right? Yeah, that's that's part of the continuity. I think he yeah. got that grill because Batman knocked his teeth out of his face. You know, I know yeah. well, this that's might be a like little that. controversial with uh, Jared Leto's Joker. I don't hate it. It wasn't really on screen enough for on su- with Suicide Squad for me to really form an opinion on his Joker because he was like only in what like ten minutes of the movie. Mm. Um, yeah. Totally. But what, what he decided to do, I wasn't really that much of a fan of it. But I. It wasn't on screen enough for me to really form a whole opinion on it, so I was just kind of indifferent about it. Yeah, that's very generous of you. When I saw him like on screen, I felt like they didn't execute him well enough, or like oh. present him well, mm. and like including there's supposedly like a bunch of footage that was like deleted mm. out of the movie yeah. that was showing him off well because it was said, supposed to set up his no. Joker movie. 
Yeah. Or whatever. But you know. Oh well, yeah, and then I think I think he was like fighting against the Joaquin Phoenix uh, solo Joker movie. Like I, yeah, I think he, he was did. fighting really hard. And the uh, internet, yeah, the, the internet video. sank their claws into Jared Leto's Joker, and so they turned around and said, "Okay, maybe this one." <laughs> and it was, you know, all right, it was fine. I know I said this before in a previous podcast. I'm not really looking forward to the Snyder Cut. I'm more morbidly mm. curious to what it is. Um, I don't think it's I'm right there with gonna you. I'm be in that great. Camp. I'm just, I'm just like curious to what what we're gonna get. I'm expecting um, a slightly better film than the first Justice League with Josh Whedon, mm -hmm. um, his Josh version. Wheaties. Yeah, with his, you know, he had his pictures on his Wheaties box. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. But um, who's <laughs> funny? I, I, <laughs> thanks. But no, I, I um. Yeah, I think it'll be slightly better, but I don't think it's going to be a great film. Um, no. I know we it's never... fix anything. There's no. like a shot of, like, uh, Darkseid, like, in that video, in the trailer. Mm. And I'm not... I didn't want Darkseid to be shown yet. I don't yeah, want him to be in yeah. Justice League yet. I it want him need... to be, like, an end credit thing. Be revealed mm. or, like, shown up at the end of the movie like, you fucking failed. I guess, but DC so far has done a pretty good job of avoiding those cliches, only because, like, by right of proxy, Marvel is basically copywritten all those, you know, writing moves, and they're trying as much as they can to separate themselves from that problem. Well, like, it's I'd just imagine. like, I don't need, I don't want, I want you to, like, mention Darkseid. Don't show me him yet. Yeah, no, the best we got was the, the bell ringing from the end of EVS or whatever. Mm -hmm. Oh, the fucking! It can't be unrung. Thing. Who's ever heard of unringing a bell? Oh, what? that was terrible. What does that mean? That like, yeah, you know what? The more we talk about these movies, the more I'm just like, this is a dumpster fire. So, um, you know what? We have a lot to go through. We'll talk about the Snyder so cut when it actually news. comes out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's move on. We have a, a lot of content to get through. Yes. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. So, Connor, since this was your, um, you know, you. Uh, this was your choice for uh, the content. Uh, you recommended WandaVision to me. Um, mm. Do you want to take the reins on the synopsis on what the show is? <laughs> sure, sure. So WandaVision is a series that's being uh, created by Disney Plus right now, streamed on a weekly basis. Uh, it takes place after the events of Avengers Endgame, and it depicts uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. agents as well as an FBI liaison, uh, Agent Wu, fan favorite from Ant-Man, are investigating a strange phenomenon taking place in the town of Westfield, New Jersey. Turns out the source of this problem, uh, as far as they've been able to deduce thus far, is it's an illusion uh, being played out by Wanda Maximoff uh, to transform the entire town and its inhabitants into characters in a sitcom. And what's more interesting than that is Vision is part of this, very much alive and you know, playing the game with the rest of and Vision, of course, being dead after the events of Endgame. This is, uh, this is odd. So, uh, it, uh, up to a ragtag team of uh, S.W.O.R.D. agents and uh, Agent Wu, and, well, he's kind of a, so we'll call them S.W.O.R.D. agents, to uh, get to the bottom of what's going on, why is Wanda doing this, and how did this get started in the first place. And it's a, it's a very interesting show. It's set up with an interesting dichotomy where we have uh, a very specific perspective within the hex or the illusion that one is creating 
uh, and that's the the point of view of uh, of these different eras of sitcoms, these different uh, parodies of sitcoms. And then you have you know the more familiar perspective that you would see in the MCU films uh, in the camp with sword agents. And uh, it's it's some it's incredibly captivating. It's thirty like twenty five to thirty minute episodes, really digestible, super easy to binge, and it's well acted, well written. And there's plenty of plenty of uh, juicy lore for the Marvel fans to eat up. And yeah. uh, I think at the time of filming, there are six episodes. New episode will come out tomorrow, episode seven. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much. Oh, where it's every we're at Friday. Yeah, I, I didn't even know when it came out because I, I haven't been watching it when it when uh, not regularly. You know, no. Yeah, I just kind of oh. watched it in one big chunk. Um, Matt, I, I'm curious to how you felt at least with the first two episodes like what were your initial thoughts <laughs> um <laughs> i felt like i don't know i felt weird just watching it. it's been like it's most i felt it felt like it was just corny just like watching these black and white shows yeah. there, there can't be there really can't be like mm. it's like i like that they went backwards but at the same time like everyone's so used to everything being like up to date modern wise so yeah. it's like it's kind of like hard easing back unless you watch it like like black and white movie like shows like all the time, like that kind of uh, time period shows. Mm-hmm. I see Connor's face. Like I disagree with you. <laughs> Shut up. I don't like this. But you know, are a just... VHS player. You are a VHS player, and you watch shit like that all the time. I mean, so, that's true. But they, did, down, but they yeah. had color TV when they invented the VCR, man. I just, you know, I'm saying <laughs> like, I can activate retro technology. No, I, I mean, I do agree with what Matt said. I mean, the first when I watched the first two episodes, at least the first episode, I remember I, I told Connor, I was like, yeah, I, I started to watch it. And you're like, oh, what did you think of it? I was like, yeah, look, it was kind of dumb, you know. But, <laughs> but once, but that being said, once you actually once you actually get to the second episode and you see the story progressing, you see what yeah. the show is actually about. It's not just a sitcom, you know. It's it's uh, yeah. there's a lot more going on, like Connor said in his beautiful synopsis you know i can say it better myself with all that going on spoilers by the way i know we just spoiled the whole show but uh <laughs> did we really it's still going no, no, yeah, not I really. Know, still i mean going. that was pretty general yeah. that was pretty general i just i just told you what it's about yeah, yeah. i mean two like, four more episodes now yeah but people um watching the show don't even know what it's about when you're starting to watch it that's what beauty. i love about it i have so yeah. many questions that is the beauty of it um we, so we do have a question from uh, Miss Leah. Uh, she wants to know: uh, Can you talk about Darcy's role and how she's relevant, especially being from Ant Man and Thor? Question mark. So Connor, that's something you have to answer. Oh sure, yeah. Darcy's know. character. Uh, <laughs> Darcy is the character played by Kat Dennings. Uh, she wasn't oh. in Ant Man. Agent <laughs> no. Wu was in Ant Man. Yeah, Agent. Yeah. But uh, Kat Dennings is a very relatable character, I think, and I think that's why she's developed such uh, such a cult following around the MCU, because yeah. it's it's fans uh, seeing themselves in the Marvel universe, and sort of playing it like cool and you know like kind of awkward, but also like not that I'm shitting my pants from fear standing next to these godlike battles. That's what Kat Dennings brings to yeah. the MCU. I do have to say, um, she was less annoying than I was expecting from this <laughs> show. Um, I did not, I don't, I did not like her in Thor. I didn't see the Thor sequel, so I don't know oh. how much of a part she has I, in that. She was only in two, and she didn't really do a lot. 
Okay. Uh, well, actually, she was in one as well. But I, she I, wasn't in Rack. I thought the the episode where it focused on her was like the weakest one for, in my opinion. You know, um, I know it was a lot of exposition. You know, it uh, showcased what was actually going on outside of this town, which was you know it it was much needed episode. But I just you know, I, I wasn't really as invested with her character as I am with what's going on with Vision and Wanda, which, it, you know, I mean, you it's, it's an episode that was very necessary. So I'm not saying it's a bad episode. I'm just saying out of all, overall, out of all episodes, it was my favorite. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. With her character is that, like, she became less, like, annoying. Do that, like, now she's actually, a prof- like, a doctor. Like, she's a professor now. She has to be, like, a professional. Than an idiot oh, intern. I didn't even know that. <laughs> she states that now she's like a doc. She's like now for like a legit, for a doctor in her science, like a like her, wow, of her practice of science that she's in. And so now being like a stupid intern that she was in Thor, the last two Thor movies. She had an intern as an intern in the second movie. That was pretty yeah. shitty and stupid. Oh yeah, whatever. <laughs> But, yeah, but that's the, that's the kind of like hilarity that she brings to like the role. She's yeah. like, oh, I'm doing my thing, but I'm also doing your thing. So technically, I'm not in trouble. Yeah, and that's the sort of way I live my life. So I really identify. With <laughs> I have a question: When did they do bring in shield? Uh, not shield, sword. When was that? Um, I don't recall. Well, introduced until now. Well, sword yeah, is yeah the sister in the comic book. Sword is the sister organization to yeah. Shield, typically dealing with uh, extraterrestrial threats. Most of their bases are like in orbit. Um, they didn't outwardly say it, but uh, spoilers for Spider-Man: Far From Home. The post-credit scene from Spider-Man: Far From Home features mm-hmm. uh, the two scrolls that were posing as Maria Hill and uh, Nick Fury, guiding uh, Tony Stark. While it seems Nick Fury was on a ship with a bunch of other scrolls setting something up uh when i saw that scene in theaters i had one thought one thought alone that was welcome to soar because i the only yeah that's the most iconic space base spaceship that uh that earth uh agencies and like the avengers and uh okay. you know what have you yeah yeah sword is sword is the thing so i think that was what it was first teased but also by episode four they've done a pretty good job of establishing where sword came from that it was really born from like post snap from thanos to deal with you know the the yeah. constant threat of alien attacks well definitely shield went down and then winter soldier so it kind of like got fucked up yeah 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 true and so it, technically if you want to if you're a bigger fan you can break it down even slower over the course of agents of shield mm-hmm. well i didn't want to dive into that mess it's not a mess. It's just it's a lot of series. No. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It's a good show. It's a good show. If you liked Arrow, you'll like Agents of Shield. I, don't, I tried Agents of Shield. It would. It felt slow. It just felt well, slow. Well, you know, bad, like moving. Every tried, all these time shows, you got to power similar. through the first season. I you know, always got to power like, through the first season. I tried. I got halfway. And I was like, that's what they said about Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they're talking about. I love Game of Thrones, but that's a tangent oh, no. we don't have to get into anyway. Yeah, well, what was I going to say? So the the uh, episode that actually got me a little more captivated and interesting, interested in the story was the second episode. Once they like were like kind of showcasing color in the the universe of the WandaVision. Oh, you got to see the world change um, real time. Yeah, mm-hmm. so it it reminded me of Pleasantville, uh, starring Tobey Maguire, mm-hmm. where they get sucked into a '50s sitcom and they basically just. Screw up the whole society, and they, <laughs> they ruin the everything by giving and, uh, freedom. 
Yeah, they implement color and sex and art, which is like <laughs> such it's such a streamline, you know, like that's like way over like taboo, you know, then they just like yeah. completely break their universe. So it, it kind of reminded me of that. I'm sure it was somewhat of a, you know, kind of a nod to that that film. Um, but they, yeah, that's, that's when I was like actually getting interested in the show. I was like, okay, there's something more behind this. It's not just a sitcom, just showcasing, you know, Wanda and Vision going through each decade. There's actually something else going on, um, mm -hmm. which Connor, uh, discussed earlier, how she's basically taking over the whole, um, town of, what is it? Westview, New Jersey. Westview, Westview yeah. New Jersey. So everyone, every, uh, person, like every extra is like playing a character within the town and she's basically forcing them to say these lines and and portray these characters how they would be portrayed in this kind of sitcom setting um which i i find that um pretty captivating pretty interesting how they're just basically being mind fucked by uh wanda <laughs> one way to put it i i yeah. would argue vision did the actual mind fuck with with his lightning hand things when he touches people's brains. Yeah, but he kind of like awakens them. He like brings them back into actual reality. Yeah, I know. Yeah, he you, were, you were in a simulation the whole He's time. Mind fuck. He's a verse. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh, you're just making shit up, Matt. All right, let's 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 back the fuck. Yeah. All right, let's <laughs> abort this uh, analogy. We're gonna get demonetized. <laughs> no, but no. One thing that's like that's kind of screws with me with Vision though, is that he dies in the, like Infinity Wars. Wouldn't you think that he would actually back up his mind like Ultron would do into another like like system or unit, and like Vision should have like Jarvis himself back. Into an AI well, well, it's funny you say that. That's uh, if you go back and rewatch, I think it's episode three. Uh, they have there's a, a sword breakdown where they bring uh, um, oh God, I want to keep calling her Maria Rambo, but that's her mom's name. Uh, a young Rambo that we're seeing now. Oh, John, oh, the, like, the one that gets like shot out of the forest field and like can now. Okay. Plugged my headphones by accident. <laughs> Any, anyway, what was okay. I talking about? Are you talking about the girl that gets shot out of the force field of like? Yes, yes, the one that got sucked in and then blasted out subsequently. Yeah, that should have basically uh, died. Yeah, but she didn't. <laughs> and that was an important note. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, the the, the douchebag leader of of Sword uh, let her know that said that uh, Wanda stole Vision's body and somehow resurrected him against his last will and testament. He didn't want to be backed up or brought back to life oh. to be used as anyone's living weapon. Huh. Yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting how she she just basically created the matter and like mm -hmm. rebuilt him. And I, I'm more interested in that answer, like how um, that's going to affect him and how there's there's that trust between their relationship like it's basically it's bound to be broken at some point and how mm -hmm. he's going to react to that you know he's going to eventually find wanda, out that wanda and vision's trust yes yeah yeah oh, they've had friction before you up to? huh what six you up to six see them all yeah. oh dude their trust is getting like iffy automatically well yeah no i i mean once uh, it's, it's starting to already take those steps oh, but once he yeah. actually finds out that he died which he he, he kind of you know they kind of 
what's it called end of the episode you see him like getting too close to like the outer rim of the the, the force field and he yeah. starts falling apart to death mm -hmm. and wanda realizes it because the kid's like oh dad's it hurt blah blah and she just increases yes, the force can... field <laughs> yeah so um i think the next episode is going to be kind of revealing that answer to that question like how is he gonna take this oh, information gonna... how he's going to react to wanda taking control of this whole town you know and if now we know if he leaves he will um He'll fall apart, be deceased he would cease to exist yeah. so um because he's only alive in wanda's westview mm -hmm. exactly <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I applaud that too. You know, that was that was a good <laughs> yeah. moment. <laughs> what I was gonna say, uh, did you notice like when they like they go into like the sign the lab that the vision's in? He's in mm -hmm. parts. Yeah, they were taking him apart. Yeah, so like it makes me wonder who it. was the one violating Will Vision's last will. True. Huh? And Don't trust like, sword. Including like it's like uh, kind of screwed up if he just try to leave the force field. Like the field that he's in, he would fall apart in the freaking many pieces and just yeah. be like a pile of parts. It's kind of fucked well, up. And well, Wanda can only keep him safe within the hex. That's where that's the extent of those are the limits of her powers, the physical boundaries of them. And without Wanda, he's not alive. He's still dead. Uh, I did. When, I did it. I did enjoy the part. Um, I think it was the second episode where wanda is getting um messages from the outside world from cat dennings through the radio yeah. Yeah. and uh help me wanda plays by by the beach boys i'm a big beach boys <laughs> fan so i i, I did a that. that yeah <laughs> and um you know help me wanda obviously you know how could you not use that song you know within the 60s time time frame that they are in um oh. it seemed like they kind of skipped over the 90s i don't know if anyone no. else kind of felt, felt they did bad. the at the last episode that was the intro to malcolm in the middle yeah yep. but that's 2000s that's not, not really, the really. that started that show started that's in 98. yeah oh well I, I i i more see that show as a 2000s era show well, than well, yeah because you watched it in the 2000s I started rerunning in that time yeah no it was still continuing in the early 2000s hold on, it was, hold on we were seeing more of the reruns of it they it started in 2000 guys you were both wrong so <laughs> they skipped the 90s <laughs> i just looked huh. it up. i guess they did yeah. skip the 90s yeah um yeah, well let's be real 2000 like 2010 and 1990 to what am i trying to say 1990 to 2010 was like all the same culture you know nothing changed in 2000 yeah, I mean the '90s has continued. See, it says, "Look right here." Yeah, it out to make sure everyone knows. Right here. To the, to I believe you. Okay, I just, I just wanted the audience to know what I was talking about. Okay, vindication. <laughs> but you no, know, I was expecting. You know what I was expecting? I was expecting them to make like um. Oh, what the hell is that Mary Kate and Ashley show? Oh, Full What's, House. Yeah, I, I was expecting them to do. Right, like, yeah, a full they didn't house do Full House. Yeah, because especially how there's that connection with um, uh, what's her name, Olsen. Well, who plays yeah, Wanda? Elizabeth Olsen. Elizabeth oh, Olsen. She being a sibling of um, mm -hmm. you know, the Olsen. I don't think she wants to do that. <laughs> well, that I was like, I was kind of expecting yeah, like maybe. like that subtle nod, but um, mm -hmm. and with the twins, I I was um, a little spoiled by um, Instagram or whatever online. Um, uh -huh. I. I I knew that um, 
uh, what's his name? Quicksilver was going to be in the show at some capacity. Oh, so no. I, so I, that was so such I, a great reveal. So I expected, I thought the twins were going to be Quicksilver. I thought one of them was going to be the one from the X-Men universe, and then the other one was going to be um, the one from the Marvel universe. And yeah. Like, they're rapidly no. growing. That they'll both, like, appear at the same time, and they'll, like, they'll be, like, That'd be nuts. Like, her well, that's, what, that's, that's what I was expecting. <laughs> That's the thing in like episode six because they start saying kick ass a bunch of times. Oh yeah, 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 they just kick ass before, yeah. yeah. I did notice that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I liked what they did. I like how they brought the, the better Quicksilver. I haven't yeah. seen um Age of Ultron. Um it actually made me curious to see Age of Ultron watching the oh. show because I was I was interested in, you know, how Wanda and Vision came into this universe I, because I don't, I still don't know. Mm. Um, so I, I, I'll have to revisit that. Well, there was a science project. Thanks to Hydra. Yeah. So. Well, you don't ruin it. No. <laughs> it's what, 10 years old now? Fucking Christ, man. He's not wrong. Yeah. yeah, but you can say that about anything. Do you know the ending to um, Casablanca? Do you know that? That's no, been out ahead, for 60 it. years. I'm waiting. I'm not telling you. I'm not telling you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to text you in the middle of the night. You'll see what's going I appreciate fine cinema. No, I, I don't. I um, but anyway. Actually, as much as people hate Age of Ultron, I still like the Age of Ultron movie. I don't yeah, have any really better than, than sour movie. on it. I'm not pissed off at it. It's just not the best Marvel uh, Avengers movie. It doesn't yeah. sit top tier, but I'll sit there and I'll watch it again. Mm. Yeah. There's a lot of Marvel movies I actually skipped that I have to go back and watch. Have. Age of uh, Ultron is actually a really good one to watch if you've already seen like a bunch of other stuff down the line. Because mm -hmm. I, I remember there's a lot of things about it I didn't like the first time through. But actually having seen it again in the greater context of a complete MCU saga... I was like, oh, so they did that because that, and then that's going to become this later on. It yep. makes it a totally different movie. Yeah, um, it kind of fill, fills in the gaps. I was starting to watch like the first 10 minutes, um, mm. and then that's it. That's all I saw. So I really also, didn't realize how much, yeah. I, I, you didn't I was realize how much it was being episode. set up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I am curious to see that. I do want to see that, and I want to see Winter Soldier, so... Those are oh, the two yeah. I actually want to see. I haven't seen. Um, I so I watched half of you it. You haven't finished it, yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I'm just I just want to restart it and just. That was my favorite Captain America movie. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing. I'm you know, what I seen. It was like one of the best MCU movies that I, you know, out of all mm. all the movies I seen. Um, everyone I, was oh yeah, everyone was giving it high high praise when yeah. it came out initially. So hey, there's Connor. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to pronounce this character's name. Correct me if I'm for, I'm wrong because I'm always wrong with names. I pronounce them. Manifesto. Mephisto. Mephisto. Yeah. Well, Mephisto. I heard okay. there's a lot of rumors stating that he's actually manipulating all of this throughout the it, show, and they're saying that that's why the Quicksilver from Fox is in it, and there's other little hints in there. Supposedly the twins are. His own little here, like uh, his own little objects that he created for her, mm. and he's using them because there is a comic he did that. For that. Yes, there's like yeah, a lot of hints, including there's that. Uh, what's the what's the that 
female character that's like a friend for uh, Wanda that she gets uh, the, well when Vision unlocks her. Oh, the I, bar. I know oh, you're you talking mean about in the show. Friend. In the yeah. show, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, what's her face? Um, Catherine Hahn's character, Agnes. Yeah, yeah. Agnes. Oh, yeah Agnes, Agnes, she's yeah. a witch that works with him too. And yes, like just gets caught up. I think in the you myth. and I have been reading the same forums because I I read a very convincing theory that she's a, a very obscure character that I'm not familiar with, mm -hmm. but the evidence that I read was pretty compelling. That, that she, like, maybe she's like a medallion on her neck that supposedly yeah, carries yeah, him. Wears a lot of purple. Yeah, what? supposedly the medallion has like a little piece of him that's trapped inside of him with the the, oh. the same character, and then she well, that'd lost be very it. interesting. Supposedly she lost it in the right between five and six, and then she doesn't know where it is. So we like people are believing that now he's now unlocked. Now we're going to see him running around, running amok more in the show than mm. he was, mm. because she was able to break character in uh, what is it, the uh, fourth or fifth episode? Yeah, yeah. When she's like, yes. "Do you want to take that from the top?" Yeah. So she's a yeah. rare, rare, like a rare thing in the show, actually. The have true, true. Well, it seems like with this show, um, since they introduced the Fox Quicksilver, that this is going to be the opening reveal to the mutants um, within the Marvel universe. So since that Quicksilver is a mutant, I think this is going to be kind of the branch that um, kind of binds know. the two universes together. If it's going on the route that everyone's talking about, it's not going to. It's until Doctor Strange. What did they know? Did they write it? Did they write the show? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Dave Sony's not writing it. If the rumors are true, that's <laughs> not going to happen until they have the DC, no, not the, the, the Doctor Strange movie or TV series. I think it's going to be multiverse. The Brilliant Deadpool is closing with that one. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where they're going to bring in the mutants. I think this is going to be the starting point, too. I think this is a stepping stone, and then once they get into Doctor Strange, they're just going to go full force. So well, I think the the Quicksilver in this one's bringing up memories that Wanda does not have in her universe. It's true. So yeah. that could be a possible thing. But at mm -hmm. the same time, people would think that's just, what's his name, just manipulating her through Quicksilver. Mephisto. Yeah, Mef Mef yeah. Are you talking about Mephisto? Well, what yeah, is, this is... Uh, is it this guy? Mephisto. That's it. Yes, he's uh, he's well, he's kind of like Satan. I guess Satan is also in the Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. Mephisto is just like the next worst demon. Okay. But uh, but going back to the point you were making earlier, uh, this it's already been confirmed that the whole Wandavision series is a prelude, a lead up to Doctor Strange and the Scarlet Witch multiverse of madness. Yeah. So everything that's happening here is going to be important to that film. Which of course will open up the multiverse a little bit. Is it so Sam think, Raimi directing that movie? The is new, who directing it? Sam Raimi isn't he directing oh, I the think new you're right. Doctor yeah. Strange? Is he? I thought he was going to yes, jump that's on what I heard. Spider Man four, three. Um, no, I, th I think I, th I think he's out. done with Spider Man's. I mean, uh, Sam, I'm pretty sure it's Sam Raimi. So if Sam Raimi is going to be directing it, um, then I'm expecting. Um, a Bruce Cam Campbell cameo, cameo at some point. <laughs> a cameo. No, so cameo. Bruce Campbell's going to be across universe? Yeah. <laughs> he's going to be, he's gonna be in all of them. Um, Sam Raimi, what is the... Uh, fuck. What is this? What is this? Doctor Strange. I'm pretty sure yeah. he's directing it. 
Or is he a producer? Mm-hmm. Upcoming Doctor Yeah, it says uh, directed by um, Sam Raimi. Hmm. But didn't they try to claim uh, Bruce Campbell as like a some kind of like Marvel character when he was like showing up in all three Spider-Man movies? As Apparently, the mayor of New York. Called, so, um, with that, they were like building it up. Like, like he was going to be the Mysterio oh, of, of that universe, and he was like going to be following Peter Parker throughout, you know, his career, oh, wow. I guess. But they never made that Spider-Man four. Um, there are there are some uh, storyboards of like Bruce Campbell in the Mysterio <laughs> costume, um, but you know, yeah, that movie was never made um, after Spider-Man three. Um, yeah, I want to see if I can find that Spider-Man. I mean, well, I would love to see that actually. Bruce Campbell as Mysterio. <laughs> yeah, you guys keep talking while I try to find this. <laughs> so yeah, uh, the teaser that Disney Plus released this week, uh, teasing episode seven, uh, looks a lot like it's got Modern Family vibes for the actual sitcom atmosphere this time. So now the show is catching up with itself. Okay. We do know this is going to be a limited series, so there's probably not going to be more than a season. It'd be awesome if there was, as long as it, you know, as long as they keep up this energy. But if it has an ultimate end goal that they already see and are headed towards, I can mm-hmm. see it just being the, you know, a ten episode, maybe twelve episode sort of miniseries. I can just see it as a ten episode because that's what they've been doing with like everything. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus seems to like that. Yeah, nice compact metric number. So well, this what? Like, is... Can you see my screen right now? No, not no. yet. Oh, you can't. Oh, never mind. No, but the thing is, like, Disney's like doing pretty good with that. They've been like, they've been telling their directors like, write a story that's the good enough. Oh, it's Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Dude. So this is so Dude, obviously hey. Mysterio's like they made him really fat in the storyboard. Yeah. <laughs> it's revealed to be. He Bruce looks Campbell. like a D and D character. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was going to be the opening of the Never Made Spider-Man Four. I, I have to look more into it, but that's that's really all I know that uh, Bruce Campbell was going to be mm-hmm. Mysterio, which I would love to see. I would have loved that. Um, well, whenever we we'll may know now, because you know. Well, Sam Raimi is now attached to the new, uh, you know, Doctor Strange. I, I I almost forget forgot his name. I haven't seen the first Doctor Strange. I heard it's not. Yeah, I don't really need to. Kind of do. No. Yeah. No. I, the it, introduction I got of him in um, Infinity no. War was like I just understood his character. I'm like, okay, he's magic and he has a one of the Infinity Storms. Okay, got it. Yeah. That's all I need to know. I got it. It's a know, pretty good insular great, film. Yeah. Great. I showed that to Miss Wea and she needed almost no context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. And she wanted to see that movie. She wanted to see Endgame before that movie. And uh, I just, I, I, I made the ultimate decision to no, no, not no. do that. No. Yeah, you don't do that. Don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, is there any final things we want to say about WandaVision before we move on to our next um, motion picture? Uh, no, I think no, that's, really. other than watch it, you're doing yourself a disservice if you're not watching it. No, that's all I have to say. Yeah, for me being like a very casual Marvel fan, um, I think it's definitely worth 
your time and investment. Um, the get uh, past the first two episodes, and then once the story kind of progresses, that's when uh, the meaty part, the interesting yeah. stuff, gets started. Do you have anything else, Matt? I have nothing. You guys said it. Okay. <laughs> <want> to do. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, What's up? I've been very curious to for your opinion of this film. Oh so I am going to throw you the reins and have you no, 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 open. Yes, yes, yes. No, 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 no. You do this This is your movie choice, not mine. You do this scenario. All right, fine. All right, fine. You know this but movie you're, better you're, than me. You're going to get the reins. Um, what the hell? Um, I'll st I'll start right after you do the synopsis. I don't care. You do you. Okay. Oh, God damn it, man! I was so expecting <laughs> you ruined my flow. <laughs> this right. is supposed to be your moment. I don't care. He this was your movie. moment. Okay, so Brazil is a 1985 uh, dystopian uh, science fiction film directed by Terry Gilliam. Um, one of the, I, I, I don't know how he's associated. I guess he's one of the writers of Monty Python, um, which, uh, basically portrays, uh, stars Jonathan Price, um, and features Robert De Niro, um, mm -hmm. and Bob Hoskins and Ian Holmes, uh, which I found out yesterday. Um, I always know when to spot Ian Holmes. Yeah. I always see it. So Sam Lowry is a low-ranking bureaucrat who's trying to find a woman who appears in his dreams throughout the film, um, doing a mind-numbing job. And uh, at the same time, um, while he's trying to pursue the, the his dream girl, he is being um, chased by the, the local government uh, throughout the film. Um, I mean, that's the basic story. The, the, the story is... Um, very um it's it's a very basic story but what you get connor, out of the film connor connor not fair not fair connor you don't do that in the comment box <laughs> mateo do? derailed the whole synopsis just oh to point God. out that i, I called myself oh my sexy God. in the chat I'm sorry. That's all right. That's exactly the reaction I want. So it's a, it's a, it's a basically a dystopian um, satire on technology, uh, you know, the bureaucracy, and um, just uh, just capitalism and um, the global corporatism as well. So it has a lot um, of underlying themes. The story itself is very basic, but I think all the themes is what makes the story interesting so matt um what do you think of brazil <laughs> i've been waiting for you to talk i've been okay before you before you say anything okay i've been you waiting to talk about this movie for years you never watched it josh and marty uh wanted me to watch this movie and i never did because it was like all right, I'll watch it. Then I put it in the pile of shit I'll watch, and I never put it like went through it all. And then Josh's like, "I need Brazil back. I need to send it back so I get another movie from Netflix." So yeah, I, 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 I gave it back. I never seen it. Yeah. So, recently. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. There's like three different Brazils. So like yeah. There's yeah. One yeah I mean, it's not that creative a title. No, there's like one I think yeah. like 1950 something. Then there's the 80s, okay. 85 one. Then there is like 
it was eight 50s or 60s but there was an 85 then there's one like i think in the not, like recent 2000s that just happened i think in 2018. Mm-hmm. so like i know it's not that one then i went to like this brazil like jumping between brazil of like the 1950s or 60s and the 85 one and i was just with my co-workers and i think my co my co-worker marie's like i think he's talking about 85. And I'm like, I don't know. Josh likes watching all kinds of movies. <laughs> but, like, the way she just, like, showed me the photo of it, like, what's on, like, the Brazil photo, like, if you look it up. You just knew. I just knew and it was the right one. <laughs> yeah. So I remember Marty and Josh were like, it's kind of confusing because there's a lot of jumping around. But it's like, mostly there's a, they, they stay on the timeline that's, like, the present time. But they like to jump between, like, different things like multi yeah it's like the dream world and reality like kind of merge into one at, the way at, at the end of it the was like time travel in a way so like mm. you're, you're <laughs> it, i think i tried to give you i tried to say it the least amount of information as possible because i just wanted yeah. to get your natural um, that is yes that, that so like, i'm going off the information josh gave me like four or five years ago so i'm watching it and i'm like he, he okay he's in dream world he's not time time travel but if i wasn't paying attention good enough i was he's thinking cool being in the future because he's <laughs> flying because at one point he becomes a flying creep like a man bird oh yeah that was thing. awesome and it yeah, was so, this is so beautiful <laughs> so yeah like, what the oh, he was fuck? presenting all right so the, uh, yeah that's a, basically throughout the film he has these dreams as a flying warrior with these yes. beautiful angel wings and he uh encounters this girl and he just you know thinks of it you know it's just a girl of a girl in his dreams and then he finally sees this girl in his actual boring bureaucrat job <laughs> like just one day in the in the middle of the the hallway and uh she so he tries to pursue her the whole time dreams. Yeah, yeah, it took me a minute to realize bit, as well. It took me a minute to realize as well. A little bit more give you of that. a tomboy than uh, the goddess figure they were showing her off about in the dreams. So she's like a more of like a a hardworking woman trying to make a freaking living. And hey, so look, man, we we simp, we all simp to who we simp. I'm no, not telling you how to no, live no, your no, life. No, I'm not saying anything bad about it. I liked how they changed up her character than actually having her as the same form. Of a person yeah, in his exactly. dreams, because the girl of yeah. your dreams isn't going to be the same when you meet her yeah. IRL. Yeah, she was more like rugged that. and realistic I, too. I love when he's skipping forward more in the movie. I love when he actually gets to meet her, meet her, and he hops mm-hmm. into the cab of the truck she's driving, oh, yeah. and she's like, "You touched me. No one touches me. Get out of my cab." And then all this other shit's happening. She gets a conversation going to calm it down. They get a conversation going. Says, oh yeah, lean back. Let me see what you look like leaning back. <laughs> she sets him up, opens the trigger, the door opens. She double kicks him out the damn I love door, shuts the door, and she keeps driving. Fell for the oldest trick in the yeah. book. And I was yeah, like, that so, was great. This, so this was, was your introduction. Great. This was both your introductions to this film. Uh, Connor and I had the luxury of yeah. watching this together. Um, when did you guys watch it? Because I we just literally yesterday. Literally, yesterday. <laughs> I it today. I finished it today because I stopped it last week. It's like we postponed. So mm-hmm. I said, all right, we're well, going to continue watching it today. And just what the hell? Me too. Really? <laughs> <laughs> Is that Leah? You know it's Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Me four. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. So so you watched it um, like 
half and half. So you like split split the yeah, I split it up. up. But like, I still remember all the beginning part of it that I like. I enjoyed like the no, was it? I always screw his name up all the time. Robert De Niro. I always say Danny. Yeah. I, I said Danny DeVito yesterday on Ironic. Robert De Niro's character, I love his character so much. <laughs> I love yeah, he, his I, character he, a lot. He's an air conditioned mechanic. Archibald, Archibald, what was it? Tunnet? Touch it? Tuttle. Tuttle. Thank you. Tuttle. Yeah, Harry Tuttle. I like Tuttles. Yeah, I yeah. love when he just pops in and he's like, all right, I heard you had like an, uh, like an incident. All right, cool. <laughs> you had the gun, though. He's pointing him like yeah, a hand. fixing his AC at gunpoint. That was a great yeah. bit. And he's like undoing the wall, pulls the wall off. All these tubes fall out. And I'm like, this is a shitty. This, okay, this universe is like the future, but it's like a half-ass future where yeah. like everything yeah. looks like what the fuck. So, like, there's a bunch of tubes for all the freaking... Yeah, unit. retro futures. I love those. Yeah. And he's just, yeah. like, he's just going through. He's like, oh, usually you need to fill out a form before you start working on air conditioning units or heating units. You're supposed and to step out your door without filling a form these days. Yeah. And I'm, That's I'm how not going to do the thing. Do that form. He's like, we're, so we're doing it with, illegally. And he does the setup. He fixes the freaking thing. Meanwhile, another door... <laughs> the door knocks and another AC unit feeder guys and that's uh bob hoskins comes oh yeah yeah what a trade and i love this character too because it's so stupid because (laughs) he's the pencil pusher of the group and he's just a tough ass to do (laughs) and the hat he has is like his giant yeah (laughs) i was was still when when connor and i were watching i was saying this is a more authentic mario brothers than the mario (laughs) brothers movie that he started it, He's a future <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love how Bob Hosk- Hoskins' character and Robert De Niro's character are basically rivals throughout the Yeah, movie. they're like polar opposites, but they never encounter each other. No, they do. Well, the thing is they kind of do because at the end, Robert De Niro swaps the air tubing with the sewage tube tubing. Oh, yeah. oh right. But yeah, but they never like uh, like meet up yeah. head, head to they head. They never go head to head. Like, well, yeah, because yeah, if Robert De Niro gets caught, he goes to prison. Yeah, yeah you get it a little well, bit like, But heads in ways, but they don't notice who's doing mm-hmm. it to each other. Yeah. A metaphorical buddy. Yeah. yeah, so in in so in the beginning they're looking for Harry Tuttle, who's doing, you know, basically messing with the piping system, which is just sending paperwork throughout this whole uh, universe. So, like, if you had a room, oh, like, 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 like any room that we're sitting in, there will be just like pipes and tubings throughout yeah. each and every room. So, like, wherever you are, there the 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 implements implementing that the government is just listening to you and like they just yeah. know, you know, yeah. your every move. Which, um, you know, it, I think it's actually more. Um, playing to today than it yeah. was in nineteen eighty. More timely than ever. Mm-hmm. But I do like you're saying. It, it seemed like a more um, retro future, like it was like um, still yeah. like, like a steampunk future. They had typewriter keyboards. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they had a car. You lift the hood, like the roof. Off. Yeah, exactly. You like micro cars, but they still all look like old Jags because <laughs> yeah. they're English. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, Robert De Niro is one of my favorite parts of this. Oh, uh, yeah, he steals the show as Archie. Like I say, Robert De Niro and Carl Watson's characters are my two favorite characters. Just bullshitting. Like, they're simple, minor characters, but they keep recurring too much. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I loved um, the miniature sets. um, Like, how fast they looked, and they they just, like, interconnect with the world, like, so seamlessly that you don't know Mm -hmm. when the miniatures start and when the actual set you know, ends, mm-hmm. you know, it's just very seamless. The only times I noticed any like matting problems, which like basically um, it was like during the, one of the dream sequences, uh, the girl of his dreams is like in the sky and there's an obvious like box around her where the green screen was, you know? So like oh, I yeah. could tell where that was. <laughs> I didn't want to say anything to Connor cause I didn't want to no. like um, reveal. Yeah. I think it's a superpower though. It's awesome that he because I, I totally <laughs> miss these things until he points them out. You ever I, seen like you ever seen I like don't the, have uh, I can't notice these things. You know, I, I wish I could. I, 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 I don't want to reveal that. I don't, I don't want to ruin the movie. Like I'll like kind of reveal the seams of the movie because like especially yeah. this movie, it's like there's such an art style and and uh, I am glad, so much yeah. going into it. This that, is where you my know, point's you, gonna come up. So you have you ever seen like an art uh, art exhibit and you got the fancy art people? Josh is one of those fancy <laughs> art people that like looking at the paintings. Like, did you see those strokes? You see, the, <laughs> see how he swirled that in there. Meanwhile, he's moving his own wine glass and he. And he's like, oh, yeah, see that. And that, that's what Josh does with movies. He likes to examine them 100%. And it's sure. awful. But I love it. But he ruins things for me. Well, I want to I make sure that what I'm watching is a good film. You know? I, I understand. I, I, but just let movies you gotta, happen. It's good, it's good to see things with a critical lens. Because then you know you know, what they're selling to you isn't shit or not. You know? Like, it's like, am I – what am, what – what I am receiving is it actually good for me, or is it just garbage? You know, that's all that that's glitters why is I not gold. At. Yeah, exactly. You know, so that's why that's why I look at films that way. And obviously, people, everyone's different. You know, everyone's looking for um, different things in a film. Um, I was just having a you know a debate about the prequel films with uh, with my other friend, and uh, we, we 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 agreed on the same like topics, like uh, but like just what we're looking in a movie is yeah. va- vastly different. And it's and it was I, amazing I love how you were like both saying the same thing to each other, but you meant totally different things with no, the same no, argument. It was it wasn't Jesse. No, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, other guy. Yeah, I, I, well, I don't want well, uh, I don't want to reveal it on, on the live broadcast, okay. but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but well, well, anyway, the the point was like I, I was more of a fan of the original trilogy. He was more a fan of the prequels, and then we're just kind of like mashing there. So um, it was it was a very uh, interesting Ross's definition of the prequels. It's all lightsabers sw- throwing around. It's just waving lightsabers. I actually didn't put that in the argument, but that would have been, that would have been a good topic <laughs> to throw in there. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. That's always your argument mm. of all the prequel setups. Like, and it's mostly more waving the lightsabers than actual the movie. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the my my point, my point with um Brazil is um, it's it's like it's a comedic art piece at the same time you know it's like writing a line of being like a monty python film but it, they're obviously trying to say something more um than are like a regular you know com- comedic uh yeah than a regular comedic skit that they would like uh 
regularly produce. Um, but I I actually got this was the second time I've seen this movie. I got more out of it this time than I did the first time because like like you guys were, um, you know, you're trying to fill in the connections, you know, like uh like who's the girl that his dreams? Like at first I didn't make that connection that that was her, but since I've seen the film before, I was able to look um in like in the uh mm. the world that they were living in and like see the implications of like what they're trying to reveal i was actually more able to read the uh propaganda billboards that were in the background yeah. and uh there's a point where robert de niro character he's engulfed with all the paperwork and you don't know oh. if it's dream or real life and once he's engulfed I, I forget what the line is that he keeps saying we're all in this together right yes. so once he's engulfed in all this paperwork he disappears and um uh so wow sam stands up yeah. yeah sam stands up and the the propaganda poster that's right behind him is we're all in this together so like what he's been saying throughout the whole film is just something he just read on a billboard so he, it, um it's kind of splits the line of reality and dream in the dream world mm. and, it, and, it, and it like kind of seems like at first you know what is reality and what's like uh, the dream life and, and it then seems, like, so, yeah. they, they slowly kind of converse into each other and then you don't know what is what you know and to re to reveal the ending um the, him and his dream girl drive out into the sunset and go into greener pastures and Build a tiny house yeah, yeah in, a, in a tiny house and from my memory of first viewing the movie that was the ending that I remembered, you know? So when I saw it the second time, I was like, oh, fuck. That's not how it ends. You know? So, so the reveal. What an awesome he, secondary he got, reveal. <laughs> he got a lobotomy. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Oh, my God. You know? And it was like how almost like. How did you forget like, that? It was almost like I was seeing. The, it, it's been. Like I said, like when it's I a quick scene it, right there at the end. Yeah, like if it, you it get really up to go to the bathroom because you think that's the end, you will miss it. Well, it's been Bro. years since I first seen this movie. I actually got a lot out of it more the second viewing. I think this is more of a movie you. I think I, I at least for me, I got more out of it on a second viewing. I think this is a movie mm -hmm. that um is is open to uh, multiple viewings. I think you get more out of it at a multiple viewings. You know. It's very layered with like Nazi symbolism and uh, yep. bureaucratic um, um, Europe at the same time. It's kind of like meshing those two things. Don't the like samurai. The Japanese shit in this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. He has to fight a giant samurai. That's a like that was a awesome guy. I was and gonna say like, the whole thing looked like a Sekiro boss fight. Mm. Yeah, didn't you say you? That's a god from um, like Japanese lore. Uh, lore oh, Japanese yeah, culture. it reminded me of. I I don't remember the actual Japanese name for it, but yeah, like demonic uh, suits of armor that seem to be filled only with with massive flames instead of bodies. Like that's a yeah, that's a thing in like uh, Japanese mythology or cryptology, if that, if you will. That screwed me up in the movies when he stabs the foot. And all my fires coming oh, out. And all the fire shoots out. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, he's by the suit. Then later on, I see him cutting <laughs> the more and the fire's coming out. I'm like, oh, shit, he's fire. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> he's a daemon. Yeah. Um, when I was watching it, you know, like, uh, you know, we kind of like put, you know, I was thinking about Nazism. And 
like we kind of categorize them as just like bad guys, you know, like, oh, this is the bad guys, you know, that, that's not us. That's them. But like once mm. like that dystopian world became just like all unified and just under one kind yeah. of vision, you know, that could be anyone, you know, that's what mm -hmm. I was like kind of getting those undertones like in the back of my head. I'm like, you know, that's just what humanity you, we, we saw what humanity is capable at its worst, you know, and I want to know what humanity is capable of at its best. And like, just having that, like in the film, like as an undertone, I was just like thinking that the whole time I was like, Oh my God. So like, you know, we're all people, you know, like just separating each other culturally, you know, putting people over there and, you know, in separate categories, that's, it's, that doesn't benefit anything. Just knowing that humanity is capable of those dark, twisted ideals. Um, mm -hmm. It, it, this movie actually just kind of opened that up. It's like, oh, whoa. Mm. And I got like just chills. It's an interesting allegory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, but yeah, this this film is just a mind trip. You know, that poster, mm. it's just like his head's fucking exploding. Yeah. It just like symbolizes the whole movie. Like that's how you're going to feel throughout it's, it's, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. It's really know? encapsulated very well. Yeah. Um, this. <laughs> I I almost wish I was a fly on the wall when with while Matt was watching this movie because yeah. like like, no, like was what was your reaction? Watching it like a couple hours ago, and I'm like on PlayStation with my friend Billy, and I keep talking. Well, I'm supposed to be playing games with him at the same multitasking, watching at the same time. I like, <laughs> How the fuck do you watch movies? Like I attend I attend to do this, and I end up picking up more shit while I do this, and it's funny as hell, but. I'm like watching. I'm like, what the fuck's happening? Like, why is this happening with this shit? There's the part when the the brother comes. Is it the brother? I want to say the brother, and he comes in when he's about to start the lobotomy, and he's. No, going to I think he's he's like a friend of the the mother. Yeah, they were friends. Oh, yeah, friend. Jack. He's wearing the baby mask, and I'm like, why yeah. is he wearing baby's mask? Yeah, well, that's, that's where the dream world and the reality is crossing through because throughout the whole movie, the demons that he's fighting are wearing that same baby mask. Yeah. So it's just kind of like that. It's all becoming one thing, you know. They're merging yeah. into one linear story at that point. In the beginning, they're they're obviously separated. Yeah. And then once they, the story kind of progresses, the the walls close in on each other, and then it just becomes unified into one thing. Um, but like you, you get that happy ending, right? With Robert De Niro comes in, he storms in, they yeah. blow up the fucking perfect place where ending. They're, where they're gonna get the where he's about to get the lobotomy, his you know the girl of his dreams. They drive off into the sunset, and mm -hmm. then the um, then the real ending shows up, and he he that was that was just like hit the dream world coming into into the limelight like that. Oh, this is this is not this is not reality. Um, Reality no. is, I got lobotomized, and he didn't have he didn't have chief to smother him and throw the fucking water cooler uh, through the through the window, <laughs> like uh, it uh, one flew over the cuckoo's nest. He didn't have chief to smother him with a pillow. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was thinking at the end of the movie. I was like, oh damn it, where's chief when you need him? You know, I guess that was Jeez. that was Robert De Niro's character, and he didn't show up in reality. No. I wouldn't say back to the mother. The mother has three oh. kids. She goes through like this plastic mm. surgeries like throughout the movie. And it's like, 
she gets that one like she's like she's like old and she looks like she's in like a 60 like 70s era like life and then like she gets pushed into like the 50s like 40s 50s look that then the movie she looks like she's in her 20s and one part that pisses me off the me is like mom like mother mother is like Get away, Sam. Get away. Mother, she's not trying to pay attention to her son at all. She's just looking to get these That would fuck men. me up, yeah. That would fuck me up. And it's really up. pissing me off. And I'm like, why? And this is just, just like... Sounds like a fuck you up. <laughs> well, if you're paying attention, when he when she becomes younger, that's the same actress who played the girl of his dreams. You know, she was mm-hmm. just wearing, like, a red wig. And I, I don't think I got that the first time I saw it. I was like, oh, okay. Is this that like Freudian thing where people are like sexually attracted to their mothers or something? Yeah, what is it? Is, is, that's like some um, specific thing. It's, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's yeah pretty I, weird. I don't know if um, you guys heard of that before or not. No, they do a lot of movies like it. it and, uh, what's it called? The Eddie Car- Not Eddie. Yeah. The Eddie Car- no, Yeah. And I think it's the nerdy one, Eddie. Like, ends up. Uh, to marry some lady that's just like his mom. So they end up getting the same mm. actress in the new rebooted movies to play the same character, his wife and his mother. See, it's a perfect example. <laughs> same so, deal. Yeah. No, I, it's just like, um, I don't know. No, it's not Eddie. It's, 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 it's some scientific theory that's been run through, and it's just, you know, it's, it's pretty weird and out there. And I thought that was like the implication why they made her... You know, the mom it was just like some like twisted. The fr- oh yeah, the fr- that's the one where you fuck your dad, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the Freudian exactly. slip. That's yeah. what they call it. That's it. Josh gets know? it. <laughs> <laughs> it's too revealing. It's too revealing. Too revealing. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Exa- well, that's exactly it. Um, but anyway, yeah. This this movie. It's just there's a lot going on, and uh, oh, I wanted to say with the sets too. It re- reminded me, uh, especially the city landscape of Metropolis, the 1920s like silent yeah. era film. Um, how the sets are built and like the stylized of the the future implications of uh, how technology will progress in the future. Um, it it had to be highly inspired by that movie. That's actually a movie I do want to see, um, but silent films are not movies. I can watch at night because I'll instantly fall asleep. Yeah. So it has to be in the middle of the day to watch that movie. Um, but <laughs> it, it inspired a lot of people like George Lucas with the design of C-3PO, the robot in Metropolis is uh, a, a very reminiscent of uh, C-3PO. Um, but the, I rem- the sets in that, that film uh, were very, very appealing. And uh, it would definitely like kind of showcase that in this movie as well. And like even like the little subtleties, like that you could see like the the traffic going by, like in the yeah. background. Um, it's not it's all not the static. Tubes it's all and, like it's hexagon panels in his wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and then like oh yeah, all that, all the wires and everything like that are installed behind his like uh, walling. You know, you know, behind his behind the walls, it just looked like like living organs just like pumping yeah. throughout. You know. I was thinking about it. I was like, so, so much machinery. Go- you know, if like the government just says, you know, this is uh, something that you need in your household to produce electricity, how many people are going to question that? You know, like if it, like if they don't, if people don't know how the technology works, 
and they don't know how to really fix it, why, when are they going to be able to say, oh, this isn't right? You know, if they don't know how mm -hmm. it works, they're not going to be yeah. able to, 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 to get those implications like, oh, I'm putting all this shit in my wall and fucking tubing <laughs> in the ceiling. You know, that's not normal. Yeah, you man. know, but like if like if people just if that's the norm if that's the norm you're just gonna grow up with that and yeah, just accept sure. it, you know. I think Matt like just, that sometimes. I think Matt just farted or something. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I think he pulled a me. I dropped the headphones. <laughs> yep. <laughs> See? See, they could be listening to you right now, but um, it could be Josh. Yeah. Like you said, it could be anyone. It could be it, anyone. It could be anyone. This is not just a headphone. Um, <laughs> it's also your mic. Yeah, I don't. No, I, I mean, I said mostly here. everything I I needed to say about this movie. I don't know if you guys had any uh, little small tidbits or anything you wanted to discuss. Hmm. No. Yeah, I think you wrapped it up really nicely. I really dug like the the authoritarian, uh, satirical nature of the whole thing. I really like the dry English humor, yeah, like yeah. plastered over a really like dark and like sad dystopian future like it seems like things should be taken more seriously but they're always just Very like oh, terrible business with all yeah. these tubes and terrorists everywhere hmm. and, but my favorite part was definitely the very end of the movie because like and yeah. again goes back to the points that you brought up uh, earlier just now where he wakes up where yeah it shows um 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 palin and uh his boss who's mr eugene uh, no, right. looking over at him and saying, like, I think he was in there too long. And they pull back and walks away, and then it starts playing song uh, Brazil, oh, yeah, which is also the namesake of the movie, yeah. which, of course, is a song about singing about Brazil as a, a state of mind rather than a place. Mm -hmm. And it's a, okay. great, you know, it's a great allegory for the whole film you just saw. But it also makes you think, like, how much of that movie was real? Again, like, where was the dream and where was reality? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, um, did he I imagine guess, everything we just saw? I guess that song was written like the 1930s. I was trying to, I, I was trying to oh, see yeah. if that song was written for this film, but I guess it no, definitely pre, pre uh, before this movie. Um, but I definitely heard this theme of, of like the song, like at least um, like parodied in other um, yeah uh, pieces of media. I don't I remember I us really saying that, yeah. anything. But once mm. like once I heard it, I definitely. Heard like like heard that in something else i i don't know where but it sounded familiar prior to me watching this film so matt do you have any final thoughts on brazil oh no i just keep i don't know i just in my head i just keep like imagining his office that he had and how he had to share a fucking desk oh right another room and it's hilarious i'm like looking at it just like, like incompetent I'm the, the table and it, like the books kept on falling so i'm like getting closer to my like looking at like looking at the screen I'm, like watching i'm like and i'm What's like that? the table's What's moving that? the table's going it's going into the wall yeah. and he goes yeah. to the, other side, the guy's on the other side yanking his freaking that table across the room and i'm like no this is kind of fucked up they don't have enough money in this company for them to actually have their own separate shit or, or they just don't give a shit, and they have the money. So yeah, it's kind of uh, cool seeing him do it and doing that, and like and that's a current like that keeps happening, like something like that, like uh, keeps happening every time he's in the office until he blows up the uh, what's it, the tube system, and later on in the movie, sitting off all the papers flying everywhere when he's trying to escape. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's literally a half. It's literally a full desk, like shoved through a wall. So like anyone, like the person on the opposite side is able like, to. Pull the wall was them. built around this table. <laughs> yeah, that exactly. was it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, the implications like, of that architecture. Go to half the wall, put the table in, now finish it. I, I love how the guy on the other side of the wall too was just so incompetent at his job. Like he's asking him to look up the the information I'm on the, sort of his dream girl. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And like he's typing one finger at a time, and like it takes him like literally it feels like hours to get like the basic information that he would have found. That he would have got. Um, Sam Lowry would have gotten within like uh, a few, you know, a few seconds. It's a mall. No, I think he's. I'm pretty sure he's just incompetent and doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. I'm pretty yeah. sure that's that's what's Wouldn't going. Would you be pissed if some guy just comes in your room saying, "Can you look this up for me?" Or some yeah, shit then, like that. But then he, but then I, if I said I'm a computer whiz and I was going to literally tap, typing, tap, yeah, I'd look like an that's, idiot. That's that's obviously why he wants him to leave and go into yeah. his office because he doesn't want to look like a moron. Yeah. <laughs> a great, like, yeah, a great fucking jab at office culture. Yeah, basically trying to show like showcase like Fake it's like it a power you make move, it. basically. Yeah, exactly. So and then like and then Lowry comes in, and he's just like, oh, give give me this. This is all you found. And he just like types it out, and like within uh, like a couple seconds, he gets that information oh, and much more. Remember, remember the late the secretary that was typing with one hand and doing other things, and she's just writing sentences and shit. And she's like writing sentences, and then she's leaving like dot 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 for you to fill in the bubbles of every sentence. Yeah. Oh yeah. Was with, well, she's using one like hand. Attribute like attached to her hand, so she could type like super, super fast. Quick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it um it looked very painful at first when I was reading the text. Like it's just like ah I'm in agony. Out help me. Yeah. I thought it was just like her in a monologue. You know like yeah. saying like. This apparatus is just so painful. I'm trapped but, me, yeah, but she, she's basically she's getting like phone calls like uh from like like police calls and she's just like yeah. uh, uh typing it out like what, what they're saying um so yeah this movie is a fucking wild ass ride and i the implications that like like just like throughout the film where they're out to dinner right he's with his um his mother, who's like a higher, I don't know what, what her job is. She just has a lot of money. So she's high up in the social scale. That's why he's able mm -hmm. to move so far up. up, up the because uh, your mother. Corporate <laughs> system. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And then there's just these terrorist attacks. They just fucking blow up in the middle of this um, fancy restaurant. And they're just like, and all the gore and, and, and it's like the, the, just how grotesque all, all, all these like these fucking bodies they show like yeah. they show everything and it's like, yeah. it's, and like <laughs> I'm like oh my god this is awful like Remember? you as a, a, a normal human being with emotion you know like you're like oh this is terrible and mm -hmm. then every like freaking normal person throughout that society is just like playing it off like there's nothing there and it's the uh, um keep calm and shine on yeah it's a it's um you know it's a good you know, allegory of what society is. You know, you just turn a blind eye to stuff you don't want to see. He meets up that has the same surgery as the mother, the game plastic surgery. Yeah, and she just dies at the And she have a funeral for her, and then they scooped whatever she had left and put it in the casket. Later on, he ends up knocking that over and just see it just pull. I'm like, well, they yeah, it was like that. a jello. Like, well, that's gross. That's not okay. It's not that she. 
It's not that she blew up, it's that the surgery finally killed her. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And that was at that the point where, where his dream sequence began became like his reality it just kind of yeah. hurt the one thing and that's when that's why it jumped so like it's so far ahead and like just a bunch of different scenes you're like what the fuck's mm -hmm. going on and then you realize that oh this is all in his head like this is yeah. not reality he didn't actually get the girl he didn't progress in his life he's fucking yeah. brain dead in a vegetable now um so it was just like all these things like these jump cuts basically to uh where where reality is and where it's at you know and uh I like uh while we we're watching the film and like these terrorist attacks were happening, I was hearing sirens going on yeah. outside oh, yeah. the apartment. And I was like, "What the fuck is? What is this? The movie or what, what's going on?" Oh my um, god! We live in um we live in a city, so that that's why we, we hear these noises. We you know um oh yeah, I was like, should I turn a blind eye to to this stuff too? You know, so it just kind of it made me think a little bit more, and oh, I, no. I appreciate that. I appreciate that with movies. I don't want. I don't want to turn my brain off. I want to turn it on when I'm watching a movie. Uh, and then, and then we, <laughs> then Connor and I started to watch fucking Expendables too. Immediately, in quite the contrast <laughs> to the interesting think piece that was 198 or Brazil. Yeah, <laughs> there was the Expendables, the movie where I think nobody on set was thinking anything at any point. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, this is great!" And then, and then we were fast, and then, and then it was just a lot of boring yeah, stuff. Incorrect. Anyway, oh, retired action film stars go to die. Yeah. No. Yeah. Honestly, it's sad. <laughs> it's just sad. Those. Yeah, movies. It, was a, it was a total contrast to what we just discussed and what we saw. Um, but we we basically skipped through the whole movie and just watched the action scenes. But anyway, uh, yeah, Matt, do you have any final thoughts on Brazil? And would you recommend it? Um, uh, if you, I no, I would, rec I would recommend it to people. If there, if these are the, if my friends that I know, they're actually the ones that like they watch these movies that screw up your brain and like confuses you. I yes, I would tell them yes, go watch this movie. <laughs> Expect it to derail mm. sooner than later and without you noticing it. Mm. Definitely yeah. tell them that and see if they pick it up after they watch it. Give them some questions. Give them homework. <laughs> yeah. So no, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. It, it is. It is a great movie. It's just, just. Oh my! It's just a lot. <laughs> I, <laughs> it is a lot like, I like the part when he lands as a flying bird angel person, and he moves his arms, and the wings are attached to his arms. <laughs> so the wings are folding with it's his arm like, movement. Yeah, it's just one movement. Yeah, I think they're, they're literally like latched on to his. To his yeah. It's not funny to me. That was not Yeah, that's what we were saying. It was it reminded us of David Bowie with like very Bowie like, adjacent. Yeah. Okay, very Bowie adjacent. Um, yeah, Connor, would you uh, recommend Brazil? And uh, how do you feel about this film? Absolutely, one hundred percent. I recommend Brazil. It's even more topical today than it was in nineteen eighty-five. Mm. Sets are amazing. The acting is great. Like a lot of big names that went on to do amazing things that you're going to recognize if you're a, a fan of a longtime fan of movies and tv absolutely wild ride a lot of fun yeah i give this uh i give this a solid nine out of ten no that's that's a that's a pretty uh solid recommendation obviously i would recommend it too um I, yeah i would give it a nine you know i think i got more out of it this time than i did 
obviously the first time. Yeah, so true. I, I, I would say if, you know, if you don't fully understand it or enjoy it the first time, I would give it a, you know, give it another chance. You know, it doesn't have to be immediately after I'll give it another shot. And I think you'll get a lot more out of it. Uh, this mm -hmm. is uh, one of those films you and, see on multiple, multiple occasions. And I, I think you can read into it a lot more. And I, I yeah. certainly did this time. Um, you know, because I knew what was expected from the plot, so I was able to read on the undertones of what the you know what they're trying to imply throughout the story. So yeah, that's totally uh, agree. Totally that's, agree. That's 1985's Brazil, and uh, trying to find this movie, it was a, it wasn't too hard to find. I mean, we found it on Amazon. We thought yeah. it came with Amazon at first, and then we realized we had to pay money. So, <laughs> but this movie was definitely worth every dime. You know, spending four bucks. Oh, yeah. oh my exactly. god! We yeah. pressed that yeah, exactly. We pressed that button. I'm like, oh man, Brazil is closer than we thought. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, and, and looking up this movie, obviously you will get the country before the film. So make sure yeah. you type in the number, the year it was released. And yeah, be Brazil, able to find it. directed by uh, Terry, Terry Gilliam. Terry Gil yeah, great director. Yeah, um, yeah, I would definitely recommend it. And I think I, I can't really put it any better than how Connor closed uh, that, True. that statement. Um, so I guess this was the episode. Um, so before we do the closing statement, uh, the closer, um, just, uh, um, I'll say, I'll say, <laughs> say there's always our um, problem up, 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 up and away until next bat yards, finest episode. Then Connor will say becoming super friends one episode at a time. And then Matt, your thing. I'm just mad. Yeah. 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 No, wait, 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 no, no, wait, wait, wait. No, I'm getting this order wrong. I say my thing. Then Matt says his thing. Then Connor closes it with Super Friend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got yeah. that? You got that, I guys? Got it. I got sure. it. All right. All right, all right, all right. Three, two, one. Um, this was Josh from uh, Batyard Productions sending you off up, up, and away until next Batyard's finest episode. And I am Matt. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Go one on. time, one time we're gonna get this in one take, and it'll be. We're amazing. never going to. I think we did it last time. Oh, to be I forget what oh, we Matt, you said Superman, 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 Superman's pal, Matt. And then Superman's then. pal. Okay, Superman's. And I'm Superman's pal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Take two, three, two, one. Okay. This is Josh uh, from Batyard Productions sending you off up, up and away until next Batyard's finest episode. And I am Superman's pal, Matt. Jana, Jana. Becoming super friends, one episode at a time. I'm Connor. I'm Josh. <laughs> but I'm Josh. <laughs> All right, bye, everyone. I'm going to stop bye. the recording now. Bye.